Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Hagti. Today, I am joined by the founder of Boogles, Lisa Newton. How are you today, Lisa? I'm doing really well. Really enjoying right. the sun. It's nice. I know. It almost feels like we shouldn't even be having this conversation when the weather's this good. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I would have completely understood if you just emailed me saying, you know what, Stephen, I'm, I'm sunbathing. I'm in the park. I'm la- I'm soaking up this sun. I would have gone fair play. Fair play to you, Lisa. But alas, you're a trooper and you're here. So founder of Boogles, I mean, just from the face of it, I feel like you're really going to have to explain what your business does because it's not like an easily descriptive word. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because part of the reason why I actually called it Boogles was because I didn't want to be associated with anything. So, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I was thinking in my mind I had sort of virgin whereby Virgin can apply their name to cars, planes, trains, you know, that kind of thing. So what we actually do is bookkeeping. So we're a bookkeeping service primarily. So we help small business owners with their bookkeeping, their accounts, bookkeeping training, uh, setting up systems, putting them Mm -hmm. on software, doing their payroll, that kind of thing. Amazing. And for you, with the bookkeeping accounting side of things, I feel like that space has been really interesting the past five, ten years because you've had so many software side yeah. of things come up and yeah. not replace but attempt to replace the role of a bookkeeper, the role of an accountant. Mm. They're making it a lot easier for business owners to mm. link up with HMRC directly, all that kind of stuff. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking the same thing, you know, like the amount of changes that have taken place mm. and you know primarily you know they're overwhelmingly good because they're yeah. it's automation it's tools for the business it it's less of that whole um kind of donkey work with the paperwork and stuff like that so it, it having is, a box of receipts yeah it, and so now you can scan them in a lot of people aren't even paying with cash now it's all electronic mm-hmm. all of that can be automated so i think that it, it it actually gives you the opportunity to scale your business further by uh, if you harness the the tools that are out there um, so you can service more clients. I don't think it's a, a bad thing. I mean, I, for me, I'm not like, oh, you know, it's trying to take my job. You know, I have the job. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bothered yeah. about that. I think that, <laughs> you know, there's there's other opportunities that have arisen from that, sort of, such as setting up systems, giving training on those things, because increasingly I'm getting clients that have, you know, seen the advert, QuickBooks and, and Zero. you know, they advertise on, on TV or on, mm-hmm. um, on the underground places. And just by watching some of these adverts, you'd think that this software can sing, dance and, <laughs> and make the tea, you know, you, it? it can do everything. And, and, and to an extent, you know, it is very good. It, it can do things, but it has to be set up correctly. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I'm finding that like my role as, as a bookkeeper has kind of become more like a IT technician, support specialist, stroke account and stroke bookkeeper stroke mentor coach and you know no so <laughs> it's like the, the the role has uh is, is changing them slightly and not in a, not in a bad way you know you, you you you're becoming more uh valuable in a sense mm-hmm. like when it doesn't work they it, it, it's funny because even even this week i had an old client ring me and um his accountant who was doing his books has asked him a question regarding his software and he's rang me and I'm thinking, well, why didn't you ring your accountant regarding that? So I, I tend to get a lot of, you know, people needing help with their software because yeah. the software isn't doing what they what they need it to do. What's what's the typical problems when clients come to you? Because for me, you know, 
I, I was lucky enough to find an amazing accountant last year after going through I feel like accountants and bookkeepers there they're either fantastic and they become your best friend and you'd never want to let them go and you kind of want to share them with everyone and then you've got the opposite where you hear from them sort of once or twice a year and it's never good news <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's, no, those I, are the horror stories I hear from that side yeah no, I know what you mean um but I think um I I found really though when people have really good accountants or bookkeepers they they tend to keep them as a secret because you don't want your person to get too busy and then oh my gosh we'll service standards oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. thing then I literally I literally <laughs> intro everyone to my accountant well, that, all my really clients good. get introed into my accountant that's that is really good um yeah, I think you're rare, actually, for that stuff. That's really good. <laughs> this is why he's so thankful. I don't know. I always wonder why that. He's always like, thank you so much for sending me people. I'm like, well, surely every, all your clients do. But maybe I should stop sending them and keep them because you're right. If you get too busy, <laughs> uh, then it's going to be a bad thing on me. But um, <laughs> it, it is such an interesting space because I think a lot of people fear accounts, right? They fear making sure their books are in the right order, making sure their books are tidy. For you, what made you get into this? Because I don't think there's many people when they grow up from school go, hey, I really want to be an accountant. I really want to be a bookkeeper. You know, obviously it's normally like firemen and all that kind of stuff. What made you, what what appealed to you about this industry? Well, to be perfectly honest, um, it was my mum who could see that I liked you know like if you play Monopoly and stuff I always had to be the banker <laughs> uh, I always wanted one of those little till things so that I could count oh, yeah, I, I never that. did ever get one but I remember when um, working with a client and they had one of those calculators that had the receipt thing I was so excited mm. I actually went and got one of those myself I've always wanted one but no what, what made me get into it is my mum saw that I had a knack for um, I wouldn't even say maths but I'd say money and I'd say you know just that interest yeah. and so um so she pushed me to well you know look, look into that look into that so when I was at school I was looking at doing the ACCA to be honest but you had to be 18 to join the ACCA so I looked and saw that AAT allowed you to join at 16 so alongside doing my A-levels I actually did the AAT as well and so that sort of put me on the path and then did my degree did my master's in the same month of graduating started my business and at that point, and that was an accountancy business. And at that point, I was going to carry on and, you know, go for the ACCA and go that route because I mm -hmm. finished the AAT at that point. But as I started to market myself, I realised that actually the market is for bookkeepers. There are enough account accountants in the world. What yeah. people need is a bookkeeper who can come in on site generally, roll up their sleeves and get involved so you're not going to hear from them you know once a year or you know you're going to see them much more regularly and that's what i realized that there, there was a, a gap in the market there was a space mm -hmm. for people who could help out these small businesses regularly and not and not be the accountant once a year but be more frequent than that yeah become an asset you to know. the business yeah and and just to help them out because like i say you know this this client ringing me up and it happens a lot People, you're more approachable because they see more mm -hmm. of you. And yeah. I just find it kind of weird. Like, you know, if, you, if, if your accountant's asked you for something, you don't understand the question. Why not ask your accountant? But maybe the, the, they're billing them too much and the fees are too high. So they... they you need to, you need to get them back on, your, back on your client list by the sounds of it. Well, I think, though, and you see, it's back to the software thing, that he may just be doing the books himself. 
Got so you. he's just trying to understand. He was actually looking for an invoice and he wanted to know how to, to use the invoice yeah. um, function um, to find out where the invoice was. So, um, Do you ever get questions and you just think, oh, just Google it? No, because, you know, sometimes, no, the thing people do, it's more a YouTube thing. And yeah. I think people do, but sometimes you can only Google so much or YouTube mm. so much. And then it's like, no, you, there's a specific query. Yeah, that is for your accounts, for your yeah. software, your system, and you need that answered. Yeah. And you can waste hours. And this is actually, you know, one of my things, I'll update my website with this, but you can waste hours looking for the mm -hmm. right answer to your question whereas a quick call would be you know what i mean two five minutes and that's it like, oh my gosh i've been looking for this light is spent a whole <laughs> afternoon trying to figure this out and it's like no the button's there oh yeah exactly easy what when is... you know how exactly it's easy when you know how um yeah let's let's talk about the books then because you've written what is it eight eight books uh several books i've actually lost count so so many books you've lost count. So you're yeah. you're now at that stage where you're basically building a house out of books, right? <laughs> but again, I'm always intrigued about why people get started with things, right? Because yeah. again, there's hundreds of books out there about bookkeeping. There's hundreds of Absolutely. books out there about accounting. Absolutely. For you, what was it that took the pen to the paper and you just thought, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm going to write this and it's going to be well. It's, it, 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 it's back to that whole thing about continuously and constantly being asked questions, mm -hmm. and not that I mind, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can't be here like all day every day just answering questions and just for free. Just I can't. Yeah. Just there's not enough time in the day, so it gets to a point whereby you have to, well it's about putting systems into place in your business so that staff don't have to ask you questions mm -hmm. and then clients don't have to ask you questions and then random people that you don't even know who oh Lisa have you got a moment want to ask you questions so it was this like database of questions and stuff and being asked these things that I thought you know what I could write a book about it so um one book is on QuickBooks Online on the actual software. So I wrote a, a guide on that, so 400-odd pages, because when it first came out, it was nothing. It, I'm sure there's dummies guides and stuff like that now, yeah. but at the time, absolutely nothing. So that was one book I wrote. And, um, Amazing. What's, what's your, what's your technique to write books well. Because you've written um, so many books, I feel like you must just wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to write a book today. Do you know what? It's it's when you've got a lot of information in your mind, in your head, the key thing is to, to put it down so that you've got chapters, you've got something logical. Mm -hmm. And for me, the, the book on writing on how to start your own bookkeeping business was genuinely a cathartic release because so much stuff has happened to me over the years in running a bookkeeping business that in my mind I just it, it became a bit of a joke like yeah that's one for the books you know where they say you've got the mug the hat the t-shirt and all of that <laughs> but yeah I've got to have the book as well now because so many things had happened to me that I just thought oh my god this is one for the book this is a story for yeah. the book and then that's how it, it became like you know what I'd, this is how you start your bookkeeping business because I started mine with 150 pound people would often ask wow. me how or uh, and so it was just all those things that I thought you know what in the book you know stop asking me it's in the book how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel looking back? That, then, that, that, that's how it came about. Exactly. How, how does it feel looking back? You know, you you've written numerous books. We we can guarantee over eight books, probably over eight hundred books by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, started with one hundred and fifty pounds with in your pocket when you started this business, and now and now you are where you are. How does that feel when you look back, thinking, "Wow, I did that." Yeah, no, do you know, it, it's been a journey. 
and um, I, I, you know, I've learned so much along the way. I mean, <laughs> would you, is it one of those things? People you, you meet, you could do it all again. Would you make the same mistakes? No, hopefully not. I mean, I think one of the biggest um, mistakes, if you like, that I made, but it was partly to do with funding. When you start mm -hmm. a business with £150 and you've never had a full-time 95 job in your life, you don't have the, the financial backing behind you. You just... you just don't have the money so the money yeah. I would have liked to have splashed out to do things to grow the business I didn't have that opportunity mm -hmm. so it was all about working in the business reinvest reinvesting funds yeah. and then when you've got a chance uh, build back into the business so one of the things I would have done sooner would have been to step out of the business and to be able to find the time to work on the business but I was never able to do that because as you grow you know the, your firefighting things are you, there's just so much to do that yeah. you, you it's just constantly just all consuming whereas mm -hmm. ideally if I would have had a pot of money I could have replaced myself sooner and been able to step away and then work on the business you know so when did you make it's that not switch? necessarily a bad thing but when did you make the well, switch and you started you know, to realize oh, actually I'm working on the business yeah well funnily enough it was um, one Saturday afternoon I went into my local Halifax uh, branch to deposit a check and uh, it wasn't actually a bank bank it was more of like a mortgage bank so they, they didn't have the banking facilities so I thought oh. so I got chatting to the guy because it was a quiet like kind of Saturday morning got chatting to the guy his name was Daniel never forget him and I was just saying yeah I'm running a bookkeeping business I've got these checks I, I, you know, I, I'm here on a Saturday morning I hadn't had time all week I thought I'd go and deposit them uh, but you lot don't um, accept that so then he said oh um, you know, Lisa, you know, you, you seem really busy. Why don't you just sort of do keepers stuff? And I just sat there and I thought, yeah, why don't I? And so, like, the next, like, on the Monday morning, that's what I looked into. And that's when I started to put out adverts and to get that whole process in place of hiring mm. people, which is a whole journey in itself, hiring people and finding the right people and um, people who have the skills, people who actually want to do the work, not people who are just trying to um, use your, your business as a stepping stone because sure. maybe they actually want to be an accountant, not necessarily a bookkeeper. Yeah. And so you'll be training them up and they'll make fantastic accountants eventually, but that's not really where they want to be. So yeah. sounds like sounds like that conversation with Daniel completely oh, changed the direction. Of just the whole... It's uh, if you if you could go back and say if you could yeah, have Daniel exactly. in front of you it was now. a light bulb moment. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> I I'll just say thank you very much because you you taught me a lot and um, <laughs> you just showed me the way really. Like we'll have to find him. Just made it really obvious. And then I can't remember his surname, but um, I'll have to go back to that Halifax branch. It was near to Waterloo and just. I mean, yeah. if there's if if there's a bank, if there's yeah. a branch still there, you know, High Street is changing. High Street is changing. Yeah. Um, Lisa, one thing I wanted to ask you is, Absolutely. like we said earlier, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bookkeepers out keepers out there. There's a lot of accountancy out there. How have you made sure that you, as a business, have stood out from that crowd and been heard and been seen to make sure that business is still going to be running and turning over money? Well, I, not so much now, but I used to do a lot of networking. So I was always out and about, always meeting people. 
face-to-face business owners um, contacting, you know, so made a lot of connections, built up a, a network through doing that. Um, and I just think it's one of those things, you know, you've always got to have your newsletters out there, mm-hmm. um, be on social media more so now than the newsletters, but just always be marketing. You know, I, I remember being at a uh, an awards ceremony a while back and it was the lady who... Uh, I think she she was one of the first people to like bring lipsticks or, or something into look um, new look, and she right. was saying key thing you do five pieces of marketing every day, so that's what you just got to do. You just got to be visible and just make sure people remember that you're still there and that you um, exist. And I've never been shy with marketing. I know for a lot of accountants they're a little bit like oh it's sales, you know, and they think it's above them. But for me, shameless self promotion. I, I <laughs> So um, I think you you got to kind of have that kind of attitude. And with the name being Boogles, the amount of people, oh, yeah, Boogles, I remember you. Like, you're the one with the calculator. And it's a, it's a catchy name. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, oh, that's a funny name for, for bookkeepers, isn't it? And they'll be like, well, we're not funny people. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, 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 you know they, it, it's memorable. So mm. that, that helps. It, it, do you remember the five things that she said? No, no, it's just five pieces of marketing. Oh, okay. So, so just like, whatever you do, you just do yeah, five. Yeah, any, any five, yeah, every day. And Amazing. Just, you know, and it, it could be send a tweet, um, like yeah. social media, it could be do a Facebook post, it could be send out an email, update your website, write a blog mm-hmm. post, whatever it is, but just five pieces every day. Amazing. So, Lisa, what's next for you? What's next for Boogles? Where do you want this to go? What's your plan? What's your world dominating plan? Well, I think that um, we there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. So let's just see kind of how that pans out. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the way things are, are moving with more people working remotely, there could be yeah. an opportunity for us to um, just be more sort of remote based, but still, you know, hands-on with clients so yeah um, the the beauty of that is that the geographical borders then fall away so um, Mm. you know you you can have clients globally literally so um, that doesn't hurt so um, I think just continue to just be of service to be here no I I think I think you're right there's there's probably going to be some really interesting scopes opening up for businesses like yours because more businesses have probably been created in lockdown as well from people that have realized that actually they they don't want to work nine to five. They don't want their corporate job. They want to start. Yeah. I was listening to the radio this morning and this six year old has started a a grass mowing company and he's like killing it. Absolutely smashing it. Um, I'm sure a lot of the sales is the fact that he's six and you can't really say no to a six year old who wants to cut grass. Right. Um, But, from that it just shows that actually people have given that time have been given that time to reflect on their life they've been given that time to go you know what yeah i'm going to do anything differently uh so with that in mind what has the lockdown given you in terms of that reflection do you know because i work from home a lot anyway it doesn't you know it was just another day for me it was just like (laughs) actually i got to say i was i was actually happy that for okay good like hopefully if things slow down like almost like press pause i should mm. actually be able to get other stuff done you know like you know but i it, you know it's, it's just been busy i've just i've just the madness i think it's week 14 now i'm keeping a, a calendar here and um it, it it it's 
there's just loads to do still. Yeah. There's just lots to do. I think, I think a lot, as business owners that were already, at, you know, working from home before, I think that's exactly the same thought. They thought, oh my God, I can slow down. Things are going to, things are going to do that. And I think for a couple of weeks it did when everyone was sort of up in the air, not really sure what was going on. And then it very quickly, for me at least, it, it was busier than ever really. And um, it's yeah. just amazing how quickly people can adapt and change and the word of the year pivot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's one of those things. Yes. Um, Lisa, listen, one, one of my final, final questions to you is if you could give three bits of advice for a, a business owner to keep their books tidier, make it so that they're, they're in a better order, what would the three key bits of advice that you would be giving them? Number one, I'd say get onto some sort of accounting software. There's lots of them out there. Investigate. But um, to, to just doing things manually is not the way these days. So get onto some sort of accounting software. That's number one. And make sure that that software is connected to your bank. And you can reduce your receipts and your paperwork and all the rest of it if you have a debit or credit card and you just do all your spending. So that just gives you a lot of um, order immediately just just through doing that just by being on a software mm -hmm. so get onto a software make sure the software is connected to a bank um, to your bank and then thirdly I would say don't be scared of um, your your numbers your figures I always used to say to people when I was giving talks you know see the whole process of bookkeeping or looking at your figures as you would, you know, when you, you sit down to watch your, your favourite soap once a week or whatever, you know, just give it that time, 20 minutes, half an hour a week, just to just kind of get a feel for the figures and understand where you are. So not to be scared of it, because it's when you leave things and then you've got those, you know, a pile of statements unopened and stuff that it becomes really daunting and quite yeah. frightening and it needn't be like that. So just keeping on top of things is is helpful amazing and uh did, was that two or three well the software connect the software to your bank account ah you joined and then set up. time aside 30 minutes perfect yeah. smashed it yeah. i was like oh I was, I was thinking did i did i did i miss one but no i didn't uh lisa <laughs> You, you've been a star. It's been super interesting to speak to you. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, speak to you about books, speak to you about bookkeeping, whatever that is, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? My website is lisanewton.co.uk. If you're looking for a bookkeeper, find me a bookkeeper.com. And um, I'm on Instagram as Booglesbee. I'm on LinkedIn, Lisa Newton. Um, Everywhere all over the internet really so <laughs> lisa thank Goodbye. you so much for joining me today uh you've been fantastic and i really wish you all the best and i hope you enjoy do get now go out into the garden enjoy this weather you're done with work now you're done absolutely <laughs> thanks, so thanks everyone for listening and watching it's been founders right, 365